welcome to Age of Minority, a podcast for youth about the gospel. I'm your host, Jaquel, here with my co-host, pastor, and dad, Sean. Hi. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on, Jaquel? Lots, dad. Lots is going on, as you well know, since it's been, even though you don't like me sharing this information, it's been a little while since you and I have been in the recording studio. The, and, and now we're in now the new recording studio. We'll never be in the old recording studio again. We have sold the old recording studio. Yeah. I, I, I was asking mom the other day, when can we drive by the house again? Like, when is too soon? Uh, <laughs> it's weird. And it's going to be so weird driving by that street yes. every time we go to our new house. And not turning right. I know. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy for mom and I because like right now we're living like 40. No, actually, I guess it's actually only 20 minute drive. Yeah. Sunday morning was 20 minutes. So, okay. so with no traffic, 20 minutes to the church, but we're living 20 minutes away from the church. Whereas before we lived five minutes from the church. Yes. And, and what's weird is that we're living here now, but we're going to be living back there again. Exactly. So see, here's what Joe and I found the craziest. It's the highway. Oh, yeah. The highway makes you feel, because you have to get on the yeah, highway to right. get home, and it makes it feel like such a longer trip than it is. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I would agree, agree because normally I would have told people like we're 30 minutes away. Yeah. But no, driving straight 20 minutes. Right. And and so, uh, which is weird because like we were a 12-minute drive to Spryfield, yeah. which means it's only eight minutes more. But then once you get on Dunbrack and on the highway, which all our listeners are going, they know Dunbrack? nothing about what we're the talking highway? about. They have no idea what highways anyway, are. It is, it is a strange situation. And so uh, here we are living, uh, recording on the fourth floor. Yes. At, well, I was going to say the address. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, safety information. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, if people wanted to send us gifts, where would they send them? Well, I mean, they can send them to the church, yeah, as that's we've true. said before. That's yep. true. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, here we are in our new new recording how, studio. How do you like it? Still, how I, do you like the new digs? Well, the recording studio, I don't know. Like, I, Well, I, as I told you before, the recording studio, our new recording studio, reminds me the most of your old house. Not our old... Well, I guess when we recorded in this room, yeah. This room is way bigger than mom's it, previous office. It is. It is. So yes, we're recording nice. in mom's office. And, and that's kind of like, I kind of got used to recording in the basement because that was kind of our spot. Yeah. Right? One, after Travis moved out, that was our spot. And it's now true. we're back to having to infringe well, upon mom's space. We used to record in mom's office, it's but true. then Lucy had a little bit of issues yeah. being so close to us. And, and now Lucy's out for a nice walk with grandma. Exactly. And here we are recording. I know, because now you live in an area where there are lots of nice there's lots of nice places to walk. Yes. Yeah. So, and we've already been on two walks since we got here. Good for you Isn't guys. That, yeah, that is two whole while I just, walks. While I just pat my back. Yep. That is yep. amazing. You two are going to turn into fitness gurus over here. Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. <laughs> we'll do what we can. So, what's new with you? Oh well, I there is something new that oh, our, our listeners. I, I set you up unintentionally. Yes. Well, we found out what the gender of our baby is going to be. Yes. Well, or it is. Yeah. Exactly. The gender. <laughs> this the is gender their is. current gender. Yes. It's another girl. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I, so it's so funny Yay. the gender thing, right? So I texted somebody about it and just to like tell them like, hey, it's a girl. They're like. Oh my goodness, you're so casual <laughs> about it. Like there was no suspense, anything like that. I'm like, no, yeah. I just I don't do it. Like no. when even when my doctor told me she's like, Do you want me to write it down on a piece of paper or something? I'm like, Nope, just what? tell me. That's fine. Why did she like, want you? Be, why because you want for a gender reveal, she could write it down on a piece of paper oh, and, and I would give you... it to like a baker or <laughs> right. to somebody who would do something.
something right. for me and then they would we could do some kind of gender reveal right like no uh, nah. <laughs> you can just the gender nah, reveal bro. is happening right now just yeah. reveal the gender to this, me. Is, the this gender is the gender reveal you want a drum roll or something yeah oh my goodness in this world of crazy gender reveals it's yes. just like so we're having a girl mm-hmm yep yep and we did talk about it I think a couple weeks ago uh just about all the crazy gender reveals but you know what I didn't know and it's a good what? thing that mom schooled me on this yes. I didn't know that everybody else doesn't know the, the proposed name oh yeah no 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 we don't share the name I, with most people. I, yeah. I there are some people <laughs> I may for convenience like and practicality need to share the name with there's one person in particular yeah. who really wants to know the name because she is also having a baby very close yeah. so well, depending we got, we got five pregnant women in our church. Yes, so, and I at mean, this like, point, two of them are having girls. Yeah. Oh, do we do we know all the ge- no, no, we don't know all no, the No, 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 no. Some are too I, early. I, yeah, exactly. Okay. I was the next person to find out, and then... Um, so two including you. Two including me, Okay, yeah. okay, and the other three we don't know yet. Yeah, the other three we don't know. Though mm. one of them, here's the only hint I'm giving to our listeners. One of one of our friends is, uh, is doing a biblical name, and ah. I'm like, okay, we're safe then because okay. I'm not yeah. doing a biblical yeah, name. Yeah, that's true. You're safe there. All yeah. Right. Well, lots of exciting stuff. Lots of exciting stuff. You, you got the little baby girl inside of you, exactly. and uh, this new apartment has me inside of it. <laughs> yep. so you. Wow, go. wow. Did that get kind of weird? not really think those <laughs> things can be connected. Yes, yeah, well. We are. Hey, so uh, an important question I'd like to know is um, what did you have for dinner last night? I told you I had tacos. Oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. Okay, good. You had tacos, just regular straight tacos. Yeah, pretty just much. Beef, lettuce, cheese, sour cream. Oh, yep. not sour cream. I, I didn't have sour cream, but no. Lucy got her first taste of sour Ooh. cream, and she loved it. What? Uh, so, of all the elements, did she like all the elements of taco? Uh, so she's kind of hit or miss. But the one element that is always her number one favorite uh, that she would just eat endlessly is cheese. Oh, yes. That kid loves the cheese. Yeah. So we give her like a deconstructed taco and yeah. she just like eats all the cheese and then kind of picks at everything else for a while. Do you give her a tortilla? Oh, uh, we didn't last night because I didn't get a taco kit. I had got everything separately. I had my taco mm. seasoning and then I had just bought uh, just like big regular tortillas yeah so yeah she didn't get a tortilla but she also had a lot of bread yesterday anyway so she just got meat and cheese and lettuce and sour mm. cream so i forgot to tell you uh i i don't think i told you did we'll i tell see. you we'll see that we had our first burgers in the apartment you didn't but mom did tell me okay so a few things first of all cooked them in the cast iron okay <laughs> That'd be good. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. i haven't used my cast iron fry pan in a long time that used to be your cast iron fry yes pan. So cooked in the cast iron fry pan, um, set off the smoke alarm. Oh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. That's always exciting hey, moment. That is, the within the apartment, your first time setting off a smoke alarm. Which was, which was weird because there was less smoke than there is in our house because the overhead, um, what do you call that thing? Not the fan, but the... Yeah, the, the exhaust. Su- yeah, the, the exhaust. Thank yeah. you. That, that sucks out all the smoke. It was it was going strong and everything. Mm. But anyway, um, and listen to, the, listen to these toppings. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Jalapenos. Yum. Onion rings. Oh. And bacon. Wow. Oh my goodness, Jaquel, it was so good. That sounds and, amazing. And now I know, you know, normally we make the thin burgers, but yes. I made thicker burgers. Oh. And they were mucho, mucho juicy. Well, as you know, I really like the thicker burgers, but yeah, you have not, you've not been for that. <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed it. I, oh, cool. I might have to go back to that because then you don't well, have to put two patties in there. Well, just let me know when you're you just, doing that again mm, and I'll mm, be here. Mm, mm, yep. So you're, I'm going to have some nice chicken tortellini for lunch. Are you going to, I highly yeah. recommend it. It was a, uh, are you going to have Caesar, Caesar salad to go? Uh, yeah, for sure. What about garlic bread? 
Well, if it's there, absolutely. I, I made fr- well, no, I, I didn't make fresh. I bought one of those heat up loaves. Yeah, and yeah. And I just, just buttered it. And those are good. Mm-hmm. Look, I've made homemade garlic bread before, and yeah. it's not that hard. But it's one of those things that I'm like, no, that's that's something I would rather just buy the so, package version of. And but heat you're up. still baking bread, right? Yeah. Like all the times. I mean, okay, so the, hold on a minute. I am gonna have to recant. I don't know who I told this to, but I'm sure I told somebody that all you guys do is bake bread. Well, you don't buy bread. <clears throat> so we just bought, decided to start buying a little bit more because I've been trying to eat more like healthy bread. Oh yeah. Since I'm pregnant. Oh. So like I, you mean like brown bread or wheat yeah. bread or oat bread? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and I have just not figured out how to make healthy bread in the bread maker that well. Okay. So we'll we'll still make like a loaf a week at least um, right. for Lucy and Joe. But we are buying some bread now. Okay. Fair enough. But we Fair didn't. Enough. Yeah, we hadn't for probably like six months to a year. You ever get that honey oat bread? I don't mm, think so. I can't remember who makes it, but mm, it's delish. It's delish. I, I love bakery bread. Like now, like oh, yeah. Superstore's bakery bread is really good. Okay, so here's my issue with bakery bread. And listen to this. What is going on? What has happened? We're talking about, about bread, bread and not meat. Um, so here's my issue with bakery bread is it doesn't last near as yeah, long it's as true. just the regular bread. And obviously because it doesn't have, have as all much the, like, preservatives, preservatives and stuff. But additives. anyway, it's like you got to eat it so fast and we don't eat bread like that fast. Yeah. Anyway. All right, enough with the bread. Let's get on to things. We have today. more important things to talk about it than is, bread. Uh, it's almost Halloween. Is it? When is this episode dropping? Yeah, it'll be just like a couple days before Okay, so it's almost Halloween. Halloween. So we thought we'd talk about trick-or-treating. Pumpkins. Uh, <laughs> no. Skeletons. No, come on, people. Really? I mean, we could. Uh, we must have an episode on Halloween. I think we must, yeah. But no, we're talking about the Reformation. Yeah, and, we are. And, and uh, you know, we'll get into why we're talking about the Reformation right now momentarily. But I thought it would be interesting to share a little bit more with our listeners about what we are. Jaquel, what we are, how we identify. I mean, we, we <laughs> reference. Are we? We, we reference. Uh, uh, we reference the fact that we're Reformed Baptists, but we don't say too much about it. Like we're not. All, we're not all like you know. Like we don't have uh, this 1689 tattooed on our hands or anything. No, we're, like we're that. not crazy we're, we're not like that. Bonkers or anything like that. But like we're 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 capital R Reformed Baptists. Mm-hmm. Capital R, capital B. Reformed Baptist, we're, we're we're proud to say it, and we yeah. thought maybe we'll just like say say something like some somebody might ask, uh, in particular, like what distinguishes a Reformed Baptist? What makes you a Reformed Baptist? I don't think anybody would ask that, Dad. They, I bet they would. Some would. It's possible. It could well, be asked. You know, in light of uh, Reformation Day and lots of people talking about the Reformation, maybe we should talk about yeah. what it means to be a Reformed Baptist. Well, okay. So some people refer to us as particular Baptists because some people have a problem with us calling ourselves some Reformed. People. Not not mentioning anybody, our Scott Clark. But, but you know, there are people out there who say that because we're not Presbyterian, we cannot, you know, we don't hold to all of Calvin's doctrines. See, I feel like... We can't, being called a particular Baptist would be even more offensive because Why? it's like we're like special, special Baptists. We're the we're the particular Baptists. You do know why we're called particular Baptists, right? Yes, I know why, but just okay. to assert, I also know why we're called it's Reformed because, Baptists. It's not because we're not people, particular. It's because some people have a different understanding of the word Reformed. In the same way, I'm just saying some people might have a different understanding of the word particular. Okay, for our listeners, a particular Baptist means we believe in particular redemption. So anyway just to clear that up it's not because we think we're particular like we're particular baptists as opposed to more gen- well general that's the opposite yeah. uh, who believe in more of a general atonement rather than a particular um so anyways we'll just stick with the term reformed baptist okay. for ease I, th- I think so 
But but then the next question is is what does it mean to be reformed? And and there are a lot of different a uh, lot of different uh, definitions. Most people, I think, and I used to do this as well, would say that reformed just means being Calvinistic. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in the five points Calvinism, then you're then you're reformed. And I don't really think that that's a fair assessment of reformed. Yeah. So uh, the the way I like to define reformed is with the three C's because you know, Jaquel, alliteration <laughs> is one of the finest literary tools known to man. Yep. And uh, and I know Steve Mullins affirms that <laughs> statement. So uh, I I I just I define uh, reformed with three three C's: Calvinistic. I mean, you do have to be Calvinistic to be reformed. Covenantal, right, which refers to how we interpret the Scripture as opposed to say dispensationally. Uh, and then you have to be confessional, which is, and I think that's one that's often missed. Mm-hmm. A- in other words, you can be Calvinistic but not hold to an actual historic confession. And so, as Reformed Baptists, what sets us apart from the Presbyterians is that they hold to the Westminster Confession, which is a very good confession. A very good confession. But we hold to a better confession, which is the 1689 <laughs> London Baptist Confession, the second London Baptist Confession of 1689. So Jaquel will include a link in there if you want to go and read that confession. I highly encourage you to. And if you want to know more about confessions, you can go back and listen right. to our episode on creeds and confessions. Yeah. Now, the, uh, I, I will just say this as far as the London Baptist Confession is that when it was written, it, it was intentionally, much of it was copied from the Westminster Confession because the Baptists wanted to show their solidarity with Presbyterians. We have very much in common with with the Presbyterians, but of course we do differ when it comes to the issue of baptism and church government. And so those statements were different. And there are other state, uh, other things, other changes to it as well. Um, so anyway, that that's, I think, what makes us Reformed Baptists, that we're Calvinistic, covenantal, and confessional. And when it comes to confession, our confession is the cent- second London Baptist Confession of 1689. If you want more information, then like I said, Jaquel will have that link. I'm always helpful for you Oh, guys. you're all about those links. Okay, well, let's talk about the Reformation now because well, yeah. as Reformed Baptists, <laughs> the Reformation is very important in our church history. Yeah. No, let me ask you this, Jaquel. What what do you think of when they people celebrate Reformation Day? Like they dress up like uh, you know whatever. I won't get into it because I give away what we're going to talk about next. But they dress up like reformers or something like that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't have a costume ready to go. Do I like fault them for it? No, I think it's no. great, but uh, I, I'm not going to personally do that myself. I think there are different ways we can celebrate or honor Reformation Day. This is what I'm going to say. If you want to dress up and then go trick-or-treating or have a Halloween party if you if you want to celebrate Reformation Day then just be mindful about what is special about October 31st Jaquel yes. what is special about October 31st dad I'm so glad you asked so on October 31st the one the only Martin Luther yeah, man. Uh, nailed his 95 theses to the chapel door in Wittenberg, Germany. V- Wittenberg? Which We're English, Jekyll. We say Wittenberg. Well, you know, sometimes we just got to pull out that German yeah. accent that we keep in the back pocket. Wittenberg. Uh, which, okay, so Reformation Day, some people think like that was like the start of everything. Things have been building up for oh, yeah. a long time, okay? Oh, yeah. But like Great most point. commemorative days, yeah. this was a major turning point in church history and in the Reformation. So the reason Martin Luther nailed these 95 theses on the chapel door, what even these 95 theses were, was this was an act of protest against a lot of unbiblical stuff happening in the Roman Catholic Church. Well, that, that is a great point, Jaquel, that all of that was leading up to this. If the church had held to biblical doctrine all along, there would have been no 
specific Reformation day, yeah. there would have been no break away from the Roman Catholic Church. So that's that. Yeah, and similarly, really... people think like Martin Luther started the Reformation. Yeah, it's that's not exactly true. There, there are a lot of players. Like again, this was a huge turning point. Well, a lot of players in a lot of different locations. Exactly, so, like so, all over Europe. So very good point. But but w- w- yeah. So okay, right. but but this act by Martin Luther kind of started a wildfire because these these ninety five yeah. theses outlined just like all the problems with the Roman Catholic Church which was the church of the day. If if you remember, there weren't denominations at this time, okay? That, you know, thanks Reformation for that. But this was, this was the church. This was, the, the common people did not have the Bible in their language. So this what was being, ta- was being taught to the people. And it was, ju- the, the church was so corrupt at this point. One thing maybe that you've heard of was this terrible practice of selling indulgences. That was a big issue. Uh, so that was... That was a big oof. It was a, it was a big oof. So... <laughs> In case you didn't know, that was uh, people People would, would pay to, like, have their sins pardoned or to have, yeah. uh, have, have they would... <clears throat> have a loved one taken out of purgatory. Exactly. Yeah. And they would... Yeah, it was very manipulative, very bad, very evil. And Martin Luther had a lot of issues with it, oh, yeah. uh, and, he, and he had a, very, a, very, a lot of harsh words for the Roman Catholic yes. Church also. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so this, this event massively sparked the Reformation. So Luther's 95 Theses ended up being circulated widely people were reading this for themselves big explosion happened um so this yeah this kind of was was a very pivotal moment in the reformation okay now what would you say are like what is the primary what are the primary issues when it comes to the reformation you know i mean i'm very well of what they are i just want you to tell our listeners about what these five particular things are that really you know that really summarized very well what the reformation was all about man i was thinking about wearing my sweatshirt that has them on today and then i was just like no i can't wear all black man that was a terrible reason you should have worn them should have worn it uh so the five solas are what what we talk about as as being the uh, issue of kind of central doctrinal importance of the Reformation. So that would be sola scriptura, which means scripture alone. Sola fide, we are saved by faith alone. Sola gratia, grace alone, we're saved by grace alone. Solus Christus is Christ alone who saves. And then soli deo gloria, which means we're saved for the glory of God alone. Yeah, so so that, that so that's basically what what the Reformation uh, is all about. Now, I mean, the Reformation is significant whether you are reformed or not, because oh, yeah. like like Jaquel referenced, every evangelical do- or e- every evangelical denomination exists as a result of the Reformation. Mm. So whether you're reformed or not, whether you're Calvinistic or not, this is part of your church history because either you're Roman Catholic, you're Eastern Orthodox, or you're you're a Protestant, or you're or you're part of the Protestant. Yeah, and and even if you're even if you're Roman Catholic especially, the Reformation is also a big part of your history as well. Like this is, this is true. This massively affected you. So so there there are things to consider about it, like whether whether or not, like I say, whether you're reformed or not, you should know more about the history of the church and more about the Reformation because I mean, we learn a great deal from the church and mm. er, from the Reformation. Jaquel mentioned the the five solas. Um I think there's something in particular that's that's uh, you know, if someone asked me um what 
can we learn about the the Reformation or, or what can we apply today or, or what can we kind of take from what Martin Luther did? I think the thing that sticks out to me comes from this very famous quote that uh, that Luther is known for. Now, this this quote came about actually four years later uh, after that that uh, day there in 1517 when he nailed his theses to the Wittenberg door, as you call so well pronounced. Um, but but four years later, he was being asked to recant of his writings. And this is what he said. He said, unless I am convinced by the testimony of the Holy Scriptures or by evident reason, for I believe neither Pope nor councils alone, as it is clear that they have erred repeatedly and contradicted themselves, I consider myself convicted by the testimony of the Holy Scriptures, which is my basis. My conscience is captive to the word of God. Thus, I cannot and will not recant because acting against one's conscience is neither safe nor sound. Now, there's there's a great deal I could say about that, especially in regards to conscience. I cannot, I literally cannot keep track of how many times in recent days when it comes to things concerning the virus, mm-hmm. uh, whether you decide to take a vaccine or not, whether you decide to wear a mask, all of these things, I have said very clearly that people have to make these decisions based on conscience and, and what their conscience leads them to do, they should do. Because as, as Martin Luther says, it is neither safe nor sound to act against your conscience. And when it comes to things that are not mentioned specifically in scripture, conscience is all we have mm-hmm. and so uh, so I think when I when I think about uh, Martin Luther I think about uh, and, and that event there in 1517 and what transpired in the years ahead I think about the issue of conscience but more importantly I think about the issue of scripture and, and those two th- things are connected of course because our, scripture informs our conscience that there should be no greater standard for the Christian than than scripture and we see that in the life of Martin Luther like he wasn't willing to to deny his conscience concerning what scripture said yeah. and so he, Martin Luther's standard was the scripture. The Protestant Reformation standard was the scripture, you know, sola scriptura. And as part of that tra- tradition for Reformed Baptists, we have that same standard, the word of God. So, so I mean, God has clearly revealed himself to us in his word. He's provided everything in his word that we need for a life of godliness. And so we must appeal to the scripture to discern how to live and worship and function in the world. I cannot emphasize that enough. I think that that's the one thing I take the most from the Reformation, in particular from the life of Martin Luther in that event there in 1517, that we stand on scripture alone. And when we're talking about history, this is really important to talk about as well. Like these aren't just facts that yeah. have no relevance to us. No. This is our church history and we our family history and we should seek to learn from it. And so I think there is a lot to learn from the Reformation and Martin Luther. There is an excellent documentary that you and I yes. watched on the life of Martin Luther that I believe it's free this month. <laughs> Yeah, only, right? you better get to it. It's only free for October as far as I yeah, understand. Yeah, so we can link to that down below. But yeah, I just would definitely encourage our listeners to seek out more resources on the Reformation because this is something that has impacted all of our lives today and, and should continue to impact our lives. And and that just, just a note on that documentary, it is very well done. I think it's done by Stephen McCaskill, I believe. And it's very well. Do you, do you remember where we first watched it? Yeah, we watched it at yeah. a TGC some, conference. Some maybe? conference. I don't know which one. <laughs> it was but some conference we went to way way back in the yeah. day well but, at yeah. its like premiere yeah right? we saw the premiere yeah. showing but oh, it is exciting. an excellent documentary so yeah definitely check that out so so one last question to to address here Jaquel and then what we're going to do is we're actually going to spread this uh, episode out over two weeks because I mean can you ever talk about the Reformation too much no well, not when you're Reformed Baptist that's for sure <laughs> so 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 we're gonna we're gonna talk more about what the Reformation really means for today um, what we can learn from it to apply today from the Reformation in general um, but just before before we kind of get off uh, or, or, or move away from kind of the history, um, Jaquel, 
who is a reformer or somebody involved in the Reformation uh, who inspires you or, or somebody that you just, uh, you know, one of your favorite individuals uh, involved in the Re- Reformation? Yes. So someone that I think is very inspiring and I would like to continue to learn more about her. Yes, it is a her? woman. What? There were women who <laughs> yeah, played a were. big part in the Reformation uh, is Lady Jane Grey, mm. who was only 16 years old. She was called like the nine day queen because she ruled in England for, guess how long, dad? Um, Was it eight days? It was not. Was it 10 days? No, that would be crazy. That would be like a, <laughs> the, the biggest punk in history. Yeah. So, like, Right. You, nine days queen, yes. yes. She it reigned was, for nine days. Right, imagine yes, that. was killed by Bloody Mary. Um, but she was is considered a daughter of the Reformation, uh, converted to to Reformation doctrine. And even though she was uh, a, 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 attempted to be coerced into uh, converting to Catholicism, she ended up giving her life for what what she believed also because uh, there were some political reasons she died as well but she was man she was super fearless she wrote a bunch of letters and stuff that talked about how she was not afraid of dying young and how you know she was happy to give her youth to to God and she trusted his sovereignty in her life and uh yeah she was pretty boss very cool. Would you, you would you like to know which reformer inspires me, Jacob? I would love to know. I, I could have worn that hoodie too. I have a lot of Reformation sway. Look, look, we, we should we should just reveal. Jacob and I are having some fun here because I was asked to do a a written interview with somebody. Oh, you're so about famous. The Reformation. No, Everybody wants you to do interviews. Yeah. Right. Anyway, and so and so the questions that we're addressing were questions that were asked of me. And so uh yeah, that's why we joke because as far as so this is not a casual. This is not a casual conversation. No, no, no. This is something that we've given thought to. So, anyway, um, when it comes to the reform, I mean, like that's an interesting question to ask. Like, who who is a a reformer that inspires you? I mean, for me, I want to say like a a famous reformed Baptist, like which it is true. John, they they do inspire you. They do, they do. But, but like I want to say like like John Bunyan or John Gill. And John Gill is an interesting reformer because of all the controversy surrounding him, which I won't get into. But he he did have some some rather um how do i put this uh severe view not severe intense uh, intense views when it came to certain issues of doctrine significant issues but anyway uh the reason i'm not going to say john gill is because like i don't know as much about john gill as i'd like to Mm. uh i i am seeking to know more recently but um i want to know more before i say more so if somebody asked me who my favorite reformer was who inspired me the most i have to say gotta say it gotta say it John Calvin. Yeah. I I just got it. And I know it like it probably sounds cliche. You it's are like, so basic, Duh. Dad. John Calvin. I'm a basic, basic reformer. Yeah. But but the thing about John Calvin that appeals to me so much is how harsh he is towards Baptists. Yeah. Like you, you just, remember you just love how much he hates you. When 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 we when we when we read uh the, Institutes. the Institutes, it, it it was like sometimes like it, it got pretty harsh. Look, I never knew. I never knew Calvin was so savage. Because, because like, I, I think he might be surprised to see me in heaven. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But he's very harsh. But here's the thing about Calvin is that he was convicted in his beliefs and he didn't mince words and uh, and he had very good doctrine apart from two two issues. But yeah. besides that, you know, so when I think about Calvin, like, number one, he, the way his 
his brain worked. Yeah, like the, so brilliant. Pe- people think that oh, I could never read the Institutes. That's it's not really that hard. Yeah. Also, he wrote the first edition when he was in his twenties, <laughs> so and, there's that. And it's very well laid out, and I found it very understandable. No, no, Bob Inc. On the other hand, is a oh, little boy. different story. But Kelvin, I think, is very easy to understand. And who else are you going to turn to than the guy who the system is named after? Yeah, it's named after it's, it's Calvinism, stuff. right? And so, like Calvin, I just and the other thing about Calvin is that he was a he was a strong preacher mm. and so uh and so uh, i remember reading a book by who was it was it it was know, by a few different books it was by Calvin. piper or lawson i think and it was on the preaching of i believe that's of, lawson okay yeah, yeah on, on, on the preaching of Jack Calvin. anyway um and and the thing about calvin is that he believed strongly he had strong convictions and he preached boldly and he mm-hmm. preached a, a significant amount and so that's encouraging to me and it actually inspires me to want to know the scriptures better to preach the word with more power and to be as convicted in my belief and practice as he is mm. so uh anyway there you go that's uh, i can't help but say john calvin so yeah, next and, week- and if pete i just gotta say if people want to learn more about john calvin yeah, yeah. guess what yeah. we do have a john calvin episode from a couple years oh, ago that go. people can go and listen to wow here we are like we must be in a year five pretty soon yeah pretty soon yet? in november i think yeah. will be it uh, and, and how many years. time have we how many times have we moved locations like we went <laughs> we went from the basement we went to the office we went back to the basement, basement and now we're, now we're in an apartment, apartment. Wow. yeah there you go. look at us go exciting times all right so uh, while people if people have questions about the reformation or comments about the reformation things they want addressed in the next episode where we come back to the reformation where can they find us Jekyll? well they can email us at jaquel or sean at ageofminority.com they can leave us a comment on our website ageofminority.com they can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if they want to give us a little Reformation Day gift, they can head over to Apple iTunes and leave us an honest five-star rating and review. Happy Reformation Day to us. <laughs> Happy <Sorry>. Reformation Day. <laughs> All right. Until next week, Chico. This has been Age of Minority.